Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, sitting right up next to me by my lovely, wonderful co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode, and today we'll be discussing easily every album by Rape Man. Oh, this is a, I suppose, the second installment of... Uh, our Albini episodes because oh. we were obviously going to do all the Albini stuff. Obviously, uh, we did Big Black episode forty something. It was like a while ago at this point. It was a while ago, long time ago. Uh, there should be a link popping up. Go check that one out. It was very fun. Big old long time uh, Big Black fan, as and- well as uh, a few bands he produced, like Nirvana and what's that? Uh, oh my god, uh, what's who? I mean, we've done that, so that many. One, <sighs> that. Like McCluskey, McCluskey, McCluskey. McCluskey. There we go. Sorry, I, I had it like right on the tip of my tongue. There is no way those are the only two bands no, that no he's way. produced. Those that, are the first yeah. two off the top of my head. Yeah, but. I mean we've done so many episodes, and he's everywhere, and he's like one of the obviously he's one of the greatest um, people who know Albini. Know he's beloved, and his recording sound is is sought after. His guitar tone is sought after, and, and weird and impossible to replicate for some reason. And we love Albini. But before we get into all of that, uh, you know, like the video if you like the video, dislike it if you're cocksucker. It's simple, simple. Take your pick. Sorry. Sorry, I'm being hostile today. I don't know what it is. I know. I thought you were in a good mood. We're talking about some video games off cam. I have problems, dude. You do. Lots, <laughs> lots of problems. Uh, you can or, find... Well, go ahead. Lots of problems you're just working through on, on air. On air. That's the only time I ever <laughs> do work on all these things. <laughs> Much of the... <laughs> dismay of everybody in my life uh oh yeah this is another bummer uh our second episode ever to not have a playlist Mm. because this is not streaming none of these records are streaming but it was it was it was i believe until fairly recently on spotify you can find playlists of this band but they're empty now uh the listing on apple music for the band comes up but it's Again, empty. There. Don't know why exactly because uh, I'm a longtime fan of Rape Man. I'm a big fan of this band, and it's. I think everyone needs to fucking seek out these records. It's not even that they're out of print. You can you can go and buy physical copies. Sure can. These. It's just not streaming. It's insane. Uh, it's a crime. The, the, uh, I fucking love these records. It's a goddamn crime. Please, everyone, <laughs> seek them out. Uh, so, yeah, no playlist. But you, if you'd like the playlist for all the other episodes, you can find those at everyallmember.com, blah, blah, blah. And I guess we should jump into it a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, already give a brief history. Steel Beanie's uh, second band in between Big Black and Shellac. Uh, this is a super group. This is pretty much a super group. Pretty if much. You're a she, fucking noise rock nerd like we are. Jesus Lizard, Scratch Acid guys. Yep. Moving to Chicago after the. Uh, what band did they break up from? I thought I could do this off the top of my dome. Well, uh, yeah, it was oh, after, after it was Scratch Acid. Yeah, it was after Scratch Acid, yeah. and it was after Big Black, um, which is like. So when I was first uh, pitched this band. This is uh, another Robert band, my brother, mm-hmm. uh, who's on our Melvin's episodes and everybody knows him and uh, loves him. But uh, he, he, yeah, he also it's very surreal. Robert, I'm glad, but it's surreal. Robert has fans. I'm, I know. So, I know. I'm happy for him. It's, it's, but it's surreal. It's great. It's, it's great. great. Yeah, it does liven up the, the mood when he's here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So we I remember when he when he came back, he's like, oh, Steve Albini band. This is, a, you know, guys from scratch. And I was like, all right, very cool. And the way he described it. 
and he's not like wrong, but it was like, it's, it's big black, but with drums, that is a criminal, uh, under representation of how incredible these performances are. Cause Ray Washam is the drummer for scratch acid. He's a drummer here. He was, um, I believe he played drums in the big boys, which is a, yes. yeah, Texas yes. hardcore punk band. And he wanted to play with, uh, Helos Creed after this, the guy from Chrome. And, uh, he is one of the most underrated rock drummers ever. He's up there with Dale for me. Like mm-hmm. in his intensity, his technique, the the way he does fills, just the and his his drum beats are like riffs, very much like Dale. Uh I fucking love this guy. And going back to this, I forgot how much these songs are just Ray Washam songs. It's insane. Yeah, and much like Big Black, I think the um the noise aspect works because they there's always something to anchor it whether it be the drums or bass line um i had a i had a friend in high school who was like very much into these bands and i think i was just too my brain wasn't ready for it really yeah it, it i didn't like hear it and say like no but it this seemed like very like i yeah i wasn't ready for it it was just like a bridge too far for me at the time. This, now, was, this yeah. was one of those perfect age. I heard this album kind of thing. Oh, the same with Big Black and Shellac mm-hmm. as well. But I, I don't. I think it was early high school, like super early high school or late middle school when I when I found these guys, uh, when I started getting into them because I would listen to the album like on repeat all the time. Yeah, and I I think it was in uh, ninth grade, maybe tenth. I didn't really go to high school. I dropped out very early, but. Uh, I was walking around the quad area and I had a Rayman shirt. I actually found a shirt, uh, like a bootleg. Oh, off you're eBay. asking for it. Oh yeah. But it was, it was okay. also the cover of the album and all you see are vacuum cleaners. Yeah. You can't okay. really read the name. Okay. You, you can barely read the name. And so I had that shirt on and I had a septic death patch in my backpack. Uh, the It's a Pussheads band. Oh, yeah. punk band. And I might've told a story in the past, but who cares? Uh, and then some faculty member, some teacher uh, stops me. He's like, He's got a Rape Man shirt and a septic death patch. Crazy. And then he just w- leaves. It's like, where are you going? I need a father. Come back, please. Oh, my God. How does he know both of them? And I'm sure he was thinking the same thing for this. For me, like, how does he know both of them? They're, they're not at all the same. They sound nothing like each other. Two very different scenes. And not exactly popular amongst, you know, East L.A. high schoolers. It's uh, it's funny. Well, I guess guess you're younger than me, but it's funny, like how close in proximity we were growing up and it's like there's this two unrelated guys who don't know each other my friend being the other one this like really into it yeah and they don't even know it's it's insane and also feeling completely alone like yeah like none of my friends like this shit none of my friends like this shit uh and like even the people in my school who are into punk and stuff they weren't into the good punk <laughs> they weren't into the punk that like yeah. they weren't into the hardcore scene the american hardcore scene or like the foreign you know european or japanese stuff uh they were into just like standard the addicts and casualties and fucking black flag and minor threats like yeah we all know them like but there's more there's more but i think mm-hmm. i i was just a fucking freak and a you know quiet loner who just kept digging deeper and deeper and deeper also your your music education started very young very young like yeah. 
most people like high school is when they're like getting yeah. into yeah i was uh, i was blessed with that in a way i suppose i'll and cursed it's very yeah <laughs> for many other reasons uh oh yeah i didn't even plug patreon but you can you join patreon if you want to suggest an artist for us all right just get out of the way <laughs> uh, uh patreon.com slash every album ever. uh so back to this um yeah, so it's yeah, Steve Albini guitar vocals, Ray Washington drums, and David W. Sims or David W. M. Sims. Um, so he's he's an interesting guy, Sims, because yeah, he's in Scratch Acid, he's in Jesus Lizard, most notably, and he's not like a great bass player, but he's just got he's just hooky. He's good at writing bass lines yeah. that complement uh the most clangly gangly noisy guitar lines because it's a weird skill set to have it is it's a good skill set but it's weird because what ends up happening in both this band and the jesus lizard is that the bass is holding down everything Mm -hmm. uh jesus lizard is more musical and and Dwayne dennison uh is is a lot more of a i don't know a guitar player than than steve albini steve albini is more noisy uh by far than Dwayne dennison but he ends up uh you end up really you may not know that it's it's him playing bass but it fucking it really makes a difference like i don't know he's just a good bass line writer yeah he's also i think a very standoffish man <laughs> i've heard only the like stories of him being really mean and not like <laughs> i could i could see that i think like the the issue i had when i was younger is like the these sound like abrasive people, but then like you look at pictures of them and you're like, this is fucking nerds. Most of them are nerds and nice guys. I I did hear a lot about him being a meat, like a really off putting, not off putting, but just a standoffish kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I only saw him. I saw the Scratch Acid reunion, fucking over ten years ago at this point. Oh my god! And I think uh, <laughs> I remember one moment. Because I think I was near the front. I was on. I was by Sims, yeah. and he's he's doing his thing. He's playing bass, and I think he dropped a pick when he's playing. He dropped a pick, and a crowd member fucking saw it. He's like, "Oh shit!" And he grabbed the pick, and the off, look. Wait, off the stage? Yeah. Mm, no. The look that this dude shot that audience member was like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." Uh, it was like it was scary. The the guy who grabbed the pick saw that. And he was like, did he put it back? Yeah. He handed it back yeah. up and he and yeah, Sims sure. was like, and he just pulled another one out. He's like, fuck off. Like he it was like, whoa, but buddy, it's just a pick, dude. It's a piece of plastic. Relax. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that was intense. No, that's very intense. That's something I always like wondered about. I know, I know like the punk punk rock scene is very much like a wee mentality, like, come on stage and jump off stage, but for me, I'm like, I paid to see these people. Right. Um, that's their space. This is my space. Uh, and yeah, so like, I always thought that was weird seeing like people lean over and like grab set list or picks on the stage. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, they, like you can't wait for the roadie gets to decide. <laughs> well, also, I wouldn't say the punk thing is like a, as a, a communal kind of we thing. It's more of like we everybody just does what they want to do, and that's that's the appeal of it. It's the mm-hmm. chaos of it. It's not uh, maybe like more uh, recently, 
because punk isn't really violent anymore. It's become more of a community based thing. But you know, back in back in the eighties, it was very much like I'm gonna go punch this singer in the face real quick, and that's just what I'm gonna do. It, w- it wasn't so much a we thing as a me thing, and the me thing just. There's no personal space. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh God, no. Yeah, that's why they didn't do mic stands back then. They wouldn't. They wouldn't stand. Yeah. <laughs> just knock him over. Uh, but that's my experience with seeing. Why? Well, I, I mean, it's, I still never got to see the Jesus Lizard, which is a huge, huge bummer. But Scratch Ass is not a not a bad. Runner no, it's up. not. And plus, see, being able to see Ray Washam play those songs live, like, God damn, dude, the dude got it. The dude, he's so underrated, man. Yeah. Like, I wish he played in more bands or there were more examples of, of what he does. Cause I think uh, I haven't heard uh, too much Helios Creed. Uh, I don't even know if I've heard the stuff that he's on, um, but he, this is probably the most beautifully produced example of Ray Washam's drumming. Mm-hmm. Cause this is incredible production. So I think we should probably jump. There's, so there's only two records, uh, both extremely short well, there's three records. There's a, a seven inch that we're not going to be covering called Inky's Butt Crack that uh, was um, it was the only thing not released on Touch and Go, mm-hmm. which is unusual for Albini. But uh, yeah, so yeah, two EPs. They were both released in 1988. Um, and you know, yeah, let's just start it. Two nuns or bud? no, it's Bud. But oh, okay, yeah. So first first record uh, is the Bud EP, named after a uh, Mr. Bud Dwyer, who. <laughs> Well, well, we'll talk about it more. This came out uh, September 13th, 88. And this goes on for a while. This is a lengthy song for sure. Um, also, it's a good song. Hell yes. This is um, three out of the four tracks here are live, as you can kind of hear. Uh, some of the best live production I've ever heard. I Yeah, I didn't know what to expect from a, a live <laughs> effort, but uh, it, sounds, it sounds good. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of live things, I'd be pissed off if I got it. And yeah. This is... Especially in the '80s, but this is uh, this is decent live. Oh yeah, and this this is the title track. This is lengthy. It's moody. It's minimal. It's drum centric, as you can hear. Uh, not even fancy drums. Just it's very Dale Crover in, yeah. in what he's doing. Very deliberate, short little things here and there. Again, just just a fucking bass drum. But play, yeah, playing slow is. This is basically a slint song. Yeah. 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 But don't. But don't. But don't. It's okay. It's okay. I'm <laughs> not, not going to hurt anybody. This is a... Yeah, so the lyrics mostly taken from the very disturbing video that I watched a lot of in high school because of this EP. <laughs> this is what made me like, oh, well, what, is it? what is this? What is this? Oh, I'm going to send this to all my friends. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, if you were a teenage boy with the internet. <laughs> it's rough. That's probably gnarlier now. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, you don't hear too many things about, you know, Rotten.com stuff. <laughs> yeah. But there's more to choose from, for sure. For sure. For sure. 
so the song does pick up and get you know get going but it takes a long time yeah yeah so i feel like the the appeal of the song is really that you know seven and a half minutes of mostly slow build-up yeah it's the build-up and then the the release and um yeah that's an awesome song i like that there's also you know the recorded version later on so you can take your pick but yeah we're talking about wait oh no no, no. sorry because they was added on I, sorry i got messed yeah, up. yeah yeah um uh so the, the remaining three tracks you got so the two other live tracks are super pussy which is hilarious and log bass uh super pussy first of all the outro is the most hilarious thing ever he's just yeah. screaming super pussy over and over again <laughs> i like uh i like the when it started i was like this could be a devo song but i know that guitar is not going to stay clean oh no and no, no, no no uh but that that main riff is like it's like you know what you call it? it's like high speed noise funk high speed it's yeah, like it's real. a crazy riff it's a really crazy riff that's super short yeah great way to describe it yeah. uh and then I, I i like log bass a lot i think that drum line has been stuck in my head for 15 years. Has like, it? Like that that's what I mean about Ray Washam writing riffs yeah. with these drums. Like that's what sticks in your head. It's crazy. Mike's just gonna start listening to big band music because that could be a big <laughs> He's been watching the mask a lot. Way lately. too much. Way too much. Uh <laughs> Uh, but it's great. And uh, the only non-live track is the closer, Dutch Courage, which is, I think, is the weakest song here. And yeah, it's not bad. But, no, it's not bad. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, you open up with an epic and then it's... Exactly. That's exactly what this is. It, it starts off way too strong for the rest to possibly, possibly live up. Yeah. It's like, those are fine songs. They're all fine songs. But Bud is like, oh, crazy. Like, holy shit, this is something else. This yeah. is not Big Black at all. Yeah. Nothing close to... Big Black never did anything remotely close to that. Uh, the same with Scratch Acid. Nothing even remotely close to that. Mm. And kind of, if you think about it, neither, not the Jesus Lizard either. Shellac in places kind of sounds like they, they went really minimal with that. Some stuff uh, kind of hits that, but uh, not not as much. Not as much as I would think. Nice little four track EP. Yeah, super short, 15 minutes, less than 15 minutes. Uh, but I mean, oh. it's not streaming, but seek out the title track, I think is the main, yeah, the main idea uh, here. Uh, and yeah, depending on the person, I don't even like if if they're down with noisy noisy stuff, definitely this is a good intro, but hundred percent. I think the other ones, yeah. The the album uh, everyone's gonna agree is like yeah. far more essential and we'll explain why. But even even calling this noisy doesn't even feel that fair because of how tight it is. Like they're a really tight band. Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's how do I want to say this? It gets the noise label, but I don't I I feel like we could have maybe came up with a better label for the Yeah, they they people call it like Wikipedia, they they label it as post hardcore, but it's like it's not I don't I don't hear Fugazi when I hear this. Mm-hmm. It's noise rock. This that is what noise rock is, where it's 
technically not even that noisy. <laughs> like it's I, like Halo Fly is like another example. It's like it's not that noisy. I think, but I th- yeah, I think when normal people hear noise, they they think it's going to be feedback yeah. all the and time. There, and there is, but it's not. It's used as part of the song. It's not really just like. I'll check out how noisy this is going to be for the next 10 minutes. It's not like a uh, a Lou Reed metal machine music type deal. Which, no, that was a troll too. Which I had that common misperception for a while. Yeah, I think that's that's funny because it was a, it's literally just one word that distinguishes it. Rock. rock when yeah. you take away rock and it's just noise, then you get open the door to all these Japanese bands that do this crazy shit. <laughs> it's, but you throw rock, all of a sudden you're talking about Midwest, US, mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, late 80s, AMRAP and touch and go stuff. And it's just two completely different universes. Uh, but let's move on to the actual album because there's a lot more to say about that. This came out Halloween 1988. This is Two Nuns and a Pack Mule. Volume. Oh, fuck. I'm not used to being in charge of this. Oh, good. One of the greatest Albini riffs on this song. One of the... Absolutely one of his best songs. I love the lyrics. I love the lyrics to this. Most of this album to the funniest lyrics. Why don't you snuff it, man? You plant-eating pussy. A man after my own heart. I forget where I saw it, where it was like, we don't hate vegetarians who just think they're funny or something. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's super passionate about a thing that doesn't really matter that much, like, like I don't care what you eat. What do I care what you eat? But you care a lot about it, so I'm going to make fun of you. That's that kind of thing. Oh, so cool. Great like, riff. It doesn't even sound like a fucking guitar. <laughs> that's that's what makes him so fucking special. Yeah. That's always what makes him special. Dude, that snare. Mm. Oh, he's so fucking good. Real tight. Oh, yeah. And the the production on him is so kind. Mm. Like the drums are carrying everything. It's just so powerful. All right, yeah, you get the glory. Yeah, this a uh, good fucking good fucking album. This is rad, dude. And I hadn't heard this in so many years, man. Going back, I this, this was be on constant rotation for this. Is my it used to be. This is my first time like first listening time? to the album. Uh huh. Heard like a song here okay. or there, but yeah, this is my first time like listening to the album. Uh, overall thoughts. Oh, I, I mean, of course it's amazing. Like, uh, I, you know, it's well-documented. Like that was my first foray into big black on the Mm. big black episode. So coming off that, this is this like a obvious evolution. Oh yeah. And I'm going to use evolution, not even like, um, cause some people are like, oh yeah, it's, it's big black, but I think it's a little different because yeah. On a song like Monobrow, yep. I cannot imagine a dance beat nope. in a, a ba- and like what a how delightful that is, especially after like steak and black onions yeah. just like rips your face off. And then So like to go back to that song real quick. Uh so Monobrow is one of the I I, I don't like the pacing of the album. I don't like the, the sequencing. I think mm-hmm. upbeat should have been track two hundred percent. Uh but Monobrow is the second track. And it is 
it kicks so much weird ass because because of those drums because of how it, it, stop and start it is it's so stop and start it's definitely a song that like picks up and finishes stronger than it starts off it starts out like it's they're trying to like stack things on top like, let's, let's let's it's like almost falling apart together that's how the song starts mm-hmm. and then that's what you said before at two minutes all of a sudden it's a full-on dance beat with yes. this beautiful ass guitar line that doesn't sound like a guitar at all it sounds electronic comes out of complete and then bam back to this disgusting brutal heavy thing that's that's good and some of the stuff that that washam does in there like it's not a drum roll he's just like kind of man I, I i can't i wish i had a time stamp you know what you know what what, what you want let's put on the dance part uh, what? Uh, like two let's do two like two ten and then when he when it goes back into that main riff he just listen to those drums oh man that's a great that's a great fit. those are harmonics I just, I just realized right now harmonics with a uh, Orani bar It's, it's funny to listen to something like this and like, oh, I can hear like how like Modest Mouse listened to this I know. and would do things and like, or a band like The Rapture and... That, it's like, uh... I don't, want, I don't know what it's like triplets basically Instead yeah. of, so he's going ape shit on the drums he can go lower. Uh, he's going ape shit on the drums but he's just like, gah, 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 like a fucking machine gun on there like a good uh, a oh, good goddamn. a good triplet fill will like and I say a good one because you know a bad one is a bad one but a good one will make it make the a section of a song sound really big and epic um, but also with, with that's specific triple fill it doesn't sound it sounds like he's doing it with one hand uh, he could be it sounds like be. like there's just a different sound to it it sounds like he's doing it with one hand i bet he is yeah it's not unreasonably fast and it's just on the snare so yeah uh, yeah it, it could be so we, we spent five minutes on one song <laughs> yeah but uh so now yeah then we got upbeat which is like i said it should have been track two it's just so fast it's so brutal it's mm-hmm. it's like it's heavier than anything Big Black ever did by by a lot. Uh, and then m- one of my favorites growing up, which I became obsessed with at some point, was uh, Coalition Ignition Mission. I Yeah, that's the example of like where Albini is getting real noisy, but the, the bass is just holding hold, it down, holding you down. And uh, it, it makes the song works. It makes the noise palpable. And not to mention that that fucking main riff is so so hooky it's it god i love it i really have few words for how much i fucking love that song yeah i wish i don't know if i should research it i hope i mean the album artwork says it includes the buddy ep but i hope the vinyl version does too if i have to buy two records whatever but if it's all included in one package i'm i'm like buying this next week oh oh for sure i, I don't know well it's a one, al- it one album band it's it's going in the collection hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah uh yeah yeah um obviously my brother had the cd so i was yeah the, the i heard i heard the buddy p just as much as this but uh i don't think it's perfect 
uh, even though I like it a lot. Uh, there's a couple of bump tracks. I don't care much for Hate of Chinese, even though the, the lyrics are insanely brutal, like brutal and like, like funny to the point of like, Jesus Christ. Like this was the era of Albini not cutting any corners. Like I'm just going to say exactly what everyone's afraid to say. Mm-hmm. And like, just make, just highlight all of the really dark little corners of humanity and just bring like, that's no one. You can't write that fucking song today. Like people will think you're racist when, it's like, when you don't really understand that it's just, it's literally it's not satire, but like, well, I guess satire. You're you're looking at it from like, hey, this is a thing that exists. Check it out. Also, like how old? How I mean, yeah, I think he. I read like an interview with him recently, and he's like, you know, I was an edge lord. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like you look at Big Black's lyrics, all edge lord. Yeah. Like even their most famous song is like. Jesus, you're talking about child molesters? Well, come on, you're fucking bumming me out. But that was that was part of the whole, the, I guess, the punk mentality, I guess. It was just, a lot of it was just offend as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at, you know, all the swastikas or sex pistols. Yeah, it's like anything to get, a, to, to get a rise out of people. That was the whole point. Um, they did it with everything. Also, I hope, I think you, you told me the, the two tracks that were swiped. So I hope Oh, swapped. I, yeah. Uh, uh, Marmoset and Radar Love Lizard. Those, uh, which Radar Love Lizard's a fucking funny name because of this thing. Oh, Radar Love Marmoset fucking rules. Yeah. That song, that song slaps. But when I was listening, uh, Radar Love Lizard, like, the opening lyrics funny it's this oh i'm a lizard stuck in a trapped in a man's skin uh, which yeah. is pretty funny but then uh i think at one point he says never gonna listen to the beastie boys again <laughs> and i'm like is that why mike was scared to listen to the beastie boys because uh oh no i mean that's just because that's just i hated license to ill well not yeah. this is like license this came out oh that around, makes sense like, that's that's a funny coincidence i yeah. didn't even put that together yeah i, I thought of you immediately oh, when he yeah. when he said that i'm like oh they they probably hate they both hate license to ill. Yeah, I knew I felt a kinship. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anybody who, who seeks this out, uh, and it's almost never corrected. It's corrected on the Wikipedia, but almost everywhere else it's not corrected. Track seven is Marmoset and track eight is Radar Love Lizard, but uh, it's swapped on every print, every printing of it. Also, the fact that he says the thing about being a lizard in the lyrics is, makes it very obvious. It what should. Song it is, should. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. Also, uh, can't gloss over Kim Gordon's panties, which is the the best song title <laughs> ever. I thought that one was kind of forgettable. I would like, uh, I would like throw it on and try to find something to latch onto, and I just. Uh, I used to feel that way. I like it a lot more now. I think it's badly placed in the in the in the record. I think mm-hmm. it should have come on later, uh, but because like the the intro was like this really really happy 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 ass riff like weirdly happy but when everything when the drums come in it's i think it's strong ass indie song Mm -hmm. um and then taken aback but after listening to it it makes no sense but after listening to it it makes all the sense the zz top cover just got paid watch that's my least favorite song on the on the record i i love because that's one of my favorite i mean it's one of their biggest songs it's one of my favorite songs from theirs and then like hearing the riff played through like Albini. I'm like, that is an Albini ass riff. It is. It honestly is. So I'm like, it, when you see it, you're like, really? And then you listen to it and you're like, no, there's, there's these weird similarities yeah. between ZZ top and, uh, and rate man that like, yeah, you had to cover it. I'm, I'm glad they did. And it is a very interesting cover. The, the worst part of it, the reason why I don't like it so much is the vocals. Mm-hmm. I think those are, I mean, the, it's not that like 
I don't know. Albini has a fucking one of the most amazing scream voices. Mm-hmm. So when he's just trying to like straight straight sing a ZZ Top song, it sounds fucking <laughs> weird. There's a bunch of vocal overdubs, so it sounds like it sounds like like a bunch of guys who can't sing trying to sing the ZZ Top song. You know, I think it's just that good of a song. Fair enough. Fair who enough. doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, even even if uh, you just put some money when you get paid, you just throw on that song. ZZ Top version, Rape Man version, Mastodon version. Doesn't matter. I never heard the Mastodon version. They're all good. They're all good. I think they have. Is it Billy? Is that a guy in ZZ Top? Oh yeah, Billy Gibbons. Yeah, they have him on the Mastodon version. So you know, I don't. I'm gonna. Just well, look up right quick just because I want to make sure. Yeah, Billy Gibbons. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Trouser. Trouser Minnow is the fucking greatest. I I laughed when he says, uh, shave my pussy and paint. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's so the lyrics are from the point of view of a, a promiscuous girl who likes getting drunk and banging dudes, but also doesn't like that she does that. Mm. So you get this weird, uh, what would we call it? Uh, sort of a black and white sort of yin and yang thing where or like or like a uh what's the word in movies where the the unreliable narrator type thing yeah but whether they're telling the story but you don't know how much of it is true that kind of thing uh H- so- go ahead hbo hit up steve albini for your new teen dramas he's got ideas he at least he did in the late 80s i <laughs> fucking love that song so much and it was my favorite song on the album uh you know as a teenager and then when I when I went back to it, I forgot it existed. Oh, so really? when it came on, I was like, "Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> oh shit! This song rules! It's so good! It's a perfect closer." Yeah, I honestly even feel like it's not long enough. Like that's that's pretty rare when like a song is like the longest one on the album or one of the longest ones of the album. Mm-hmm. It's a, clearly a big giant epic song, and you it's like they could have went harder. They could have went more. That song oh, is yeah. good enough to go more. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. And, uh, and then. Okay, so because we had to go through nefarious means. So the version of Super Pussy and Log... They're all the same. Okay. Yeah, there's only the one EP, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Got it. Got it. I was... I was all... I was like, why are we listening to the... Okay, I... Yeah, yeah. They just tacked it on uh, the EP at the end. Got it. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, Oh yeah, so we might as well talk a little bit about the the name Rape Man, which is a we probably should talk about the beginning because it's a fucking insane, <laughs> insane name. It was taken from a, a Japanese comic book of the same name, a manga. If you that's will. right, yeah, uh, and it's like exactly what it sounds like. It's a a guy who goes. I mean, it's a rape man. He goes around raping, and it's like this is Bill Cosby. It's just a Cosby. Um, I feel like this guy is far less. Uh, I feel Cosby Cosby was less confrontational in his raping. He's mm, far maybe. more. He's way more covert and sneaky, like a snake. This guy. This has- guy is like a fucking. I don't know. I never read the manga personally, but it seems far more terrifying. Uh, but it's also like a, a weird, creepy Japanese manga, and there's like no shortage of those. Uh, but unsurprisingly, that got them a lot, a lot of, a lot of hate mm-hmm. when they existed as a band. Um, a lot of hate. There were like a lot of protests at the shows and stuff. And of course, it's everyone, the same types of people who protested Big Black stuff, uh, not understanding that he was being satirical and he's not a rape man himself. <laughs> but and who wants to be? Uh, well, Cosby, I think. Cosby. Um, so yeah, yeah. Albini, it kind of became fascinated with it and use it. And, and now he's, he's expressed regret 
um, uh, but using the name Sims too, right? Sims was more of a I don't I don't like Sims take on it so much because it feels less genuine. Uh, mm-hmm. Sims said that he never liked it. It's his biggest musical regret, which sounds like he's trying to cover something up. Like I, I'm sure it wasn't a big deal to you at the time because one, it was the 80s and it wasn't a big deal to anybody at the time. Like being offensive for the sake of it, and then uh, the band is a legitimately unquestionably great band. So uh, he, he seems like he has this bad taste about the whole thing. Whereas Albino was like, I, it was, it was, it, he, well, like I think Wikipedia he says he calls it like, uh, it was like getting a bad tattoo. He's like, ah, I wish he didn't use that name. We didn't age well, but at the time I thought it was something more uh, artistic, mm-hmm. which is really what all of it is. Like you, you only express regret when something is aged badly that you're trying to be, a, I know, make a point with at, at a certain time. But when it's aged not badly, you don't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. So the intent is the same regardless. But, you know, that's what I mean. Like you have to take chances where you're at and you don't know what the future is going to be. You don't know how what the how that what we've already said is going to be looked at as blasphemy in, in a few years from now. All you, all you do is just work with what you got. Yeah. And I think, you know. They're young. I think if the the music aged poorly, it'd, it'd be a different thing. But um, that's the main reason why I don't like what Sim said because like, like these this is good shit. Like this is the great fact songs. that he said musical. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's mu- musical musically. It's fine. Musically, but, uh, yeah, it's fucking one of his best, and it honestly should be more available. Like, uh, yeah, I mean the name is fucking. It's crazy, but I mean, what other anal cunt is also a name? Like, I mean that. Could, to be fair, fucking Seth Putman, that guy is like, that's what I mean. All his shit was like done with the intent yeah. of, you know, you have songs like Chasing Scotty and Down the Street with an oven. Like he's like purposefully. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of that was just, yeah, let's just piss people off. But, you know, 30 years later, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have tried to piss people off. It's like, I mean, the mu- does the music stand up on its own? Yes or no? That's all I care about. And for this band, let's see. I can't believe how good it stands up. Like this is, there's there's some See, of some of their best, some of Albini's best work is on here for sure. Do you know why they broke up? Uh, I don't know specifically. I did hear stuff here and there, like little, like little short quotes that it was a lot of Ray Washam being a piece of shit alcoholic. Mm. <laughs> Maybe not alcoholic. I forget. I'm forgetting. It was years ago. But I think he was really, really hard to work with. Mm-hmm. I think it was mostly Washam. I think he was going through a lot of stuff, and I, th- I think he took uh, the. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do remember reading that. I think it was like an interview years ago that he was like, "Yeah, well, huh? yeah, he wasn't the greatest guy in the, at that time period." Well, like a supernova, and you know, it's not like we didn't get like the Jesus lizard out of it, and yeah, uh, yeah, we, I mean, I'm so glad we got the Jesus lizard for sure, even though. Uh, I wish Washam was in more stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, this would be like upsetting if it was like someone, someone died or. Yeah. Uh, if it didn't, if like people didn't go on to do other things. Yeah. Yeah. I, Wait, yeah. Go ahead. I, this feels like this, this family tree of artists, like big black. Yeah. Just, and like of course, they're all this kind of interconnected. Yeah. And then, uh, of course I'll be going to, to record it most jesus lizard albums mm-hmm. so you still get a little bit of his his sound on there and <clears throat> i mean with really like the, the best jesus lizard albums they sound as good as this as the two nines in a pack meal because 
that I don't know something about that late '80s, early '90s period where Albini's recording technique was just fucking perfect. I mean, he still <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. There's something about these these records that felt so next to you, that felt so live. Uh, and like you can rep, you can um, you can kind of take things like like for example, you you hear on this album. You hear like, oh, there's like a, a certain amount of, you know, reverb on the, on the snare, for example. But when you, what you associate with reverb on a snare, you think of like, like 80s production. Yeah. You think of like, Me. you think of it going too much for some reason here. It just, In the it other ju- direction. Yeah. Here, it just feels live. It just feels right in the same room as you. It's, it's a very special kind of re- recording techniques. And that's why I fucking love it so much. Yeah. I just think for like. Also, for like how wild his guitar sound was, like he had to produce his own. Like, who would know how to? Yeah, who would know how to handle that? Like, he had to. That's a. That's funny because uh, if because with records that that sound this good, um, it's easy to kind of just ignore what exactly is being prioritized in the mix. Mm-hmm. So you, if you listen, you listen. Obviously, this is a an Albini staple. Vocals are way, way low, way low. So when he screams, it kind of cuts through. But for the most part, it's just really low. Guitar is actually second lowest. Mm-hmm. It's mostly bass and drums. Drums at the very top. Drums yeah. is the absolute loudest, and then bass, and then you get and because he's not really playing that many riffs, he's just doing a lot of crazy noisy stuff. It doesn't matter. So you just it feels like this giant, warm, full package. Uh, that could be interpreted as sexual, but it's not, I assure you. Mm, warm packages. Mm. We're in skinny jeans today, too. Mm. Uh, but I think I've, <laughs> I think I've gushed enough over <laughs> this. Yes. It's fucking really good, everybody. Listen to it. Yes. Find it anyway. You did exactly what I thought you would and carried 70% of that podcast. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> I listened to so much. And uh, yeah, it was middle. I think it was like eighth grade and, and ninth grade. It was one of my, you know, peak rape man days. Shouldn't be saying that in public, but fucking good stuff. Good stuff. And it, it's good. It's fun to be going back to it now because like now people watching this will, will know what I'm talking about. Whereas when I was a teenager, I just had my brother. That's yeah. Like, no one else. Yeah. No one cared. <laughs> no one fucking wanted to hear this shit. Yeah. Uh. Too bad. I'm not friends with that guy anymore. Oh right, right, right. Could have myself mandate. I know. I know. You guys could have been bros. R.I.P. Is he dead? Dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's almost better. <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I guess. Uh, any f- closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, like the off-putting name, but uh, you know, if you're a fan of Big Black or just Albini or any of the other bands we talked about, which uh, I I kind of want it because I've also never listened to Scratch Acid, and I kind of wanted to do it, but then I'm like, no, I'm gonna save it for when we come. Dude, so we- so you guys get my like like straight raw reaction like direct yeah first I mean, time we reaction. gotta do them soon because for one it's it's a simple it's a one mm-hmm. well there's three records but it's all on one cd that's like an hour long mm-hmm. and it's awesome and it's extremely relevant and now we have the grounds like well we, remember we talked about rape man well here's scratch acid and then bam jesus lizard we're yep. setting you guys up motherfuckers this is a whole universe that we're setting up we are you can make a playlist we you, you make playlists now right Hell um, yeah. YouTube. oh Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Oh. 
God damn, I want to do scratch acid soon. Fuck, man, our schedule is really packed. We're, we're going to get fatigued, we're going to get burnt out, and we're going to have to this, like, it's going to be like break in case of emergency. Yeah, it will be that for sure. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening and watching and, and hanging out. I hope you all go out of your way to find this because there's no link in the description for this band, unfortunately. Uh, I already Support forget. your local record shop if they're if you live by one of those if you have one of those by all means please uh, have, they might not have this album you may feel like a creep asking them to order it but uh you yeah. can you can preference it with albini and then they'll they'll be like oh okay there we go yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. please please uh any if you want to help us out just subscribe leave comments share you know appease the almighty algorithm because we will die if not please you won't want us to die please please for love god and uh patreon.com slash every album ever didn't plug it so much at the beginning but please please that's where we need the most help um bonus episodes early access to all the loose ends episodes 20 percent off all merch and uh, of course tier two gets to jump the line and actually get us to cover the artists that you want us to cover uh we have a whole bunch we have one coming up next week we have more coming up later on uh it should be a good time and i think that's yeah, yeah, that's about it for that. Uh, follow me on all social media at Panda Monkey if you'd like. You can follow Alex on Instagram at Mother Puncture. Hell yeah, buddy! Well, it's about that time. Well, I'm gonna no. How dare <laughs> you? You give this in here, Mister. Is that your Terry Funk impression? Oh, you know that's a good. If it wasn't, it's a good Terry Funk. Dude, impression. I'm gonna pretend that it was. It can also pass off as a mankind impression. Oh well, that's probably that's, where he got it from because Terry Funk dude, was like his idol, and then his makes mentor sense. makes sense. Look at that! Look at that! That's beautiful, baby. That's beautiful. Well, I got it. I got it. I mean, my 15 year old self would kick me in the nads if I didn't close it with trouser minnow. So that's what we're doing. And thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya.
It didn't matter. 